the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. It's Wednesday, the 8th of April, 2020. Just in case you were wondering. Forecast calling for a kind of cloudy rest of the afternoon. We have sunshine poking through occasionally. Nice day. Very nice day. 73 the high. Some clouds tonight. Low 52 on the cloudy side. A couple of showers and thunder showers the first part of tomorrow. Then some sunshine in the afternoon. A little cooler, but still nice. Tomorrow's high 61. As you're hanging out uh, at home, maybe looking for something to check out online. How about No Safe Spaces? It's the number one political documentary for 2019. It had a 99% rating. I'll say that again. 99% rating at RottenTomatoes.com. The highest of any film last year. Uh, no Safe Spaces stars comedian Adam Carolla and talk show host Dennis Prager. You catch uh, Dennis on our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, from 1 to 3 each weekday afternoon. They travel the country, Carolla and Prager do, interviewing political and cultural figures on both the right and left. Features Tim Allen, Van Jones, Cornell West, Ben Shapiro, a number of others as they explore the issue of free speech in America today. No Safe Spaces illustrates how America is exceptional and also shows how our foundational American values have come under attack and how you can fight back. Carolla and Prager reveal how America has become dangerous in some ways if you want to speak your mind and share ideas. And they do it in an entertaining and powerful way. It's interesting that while critics have called No Safe Spaces smart, vital, urgent, and one of the most important documentaries you need to see today, the problem is the usual places you would get those types of things like Netflix and Amazon Prime won't actually carry it. Rather ironic that a documentary on free speech and tolerance is being blocked by Hollywood. However, you can get access to this for a limited time at nosafespaces.com. That's nosafespaces.com. As we get into the program, I want to remind you about the Kindness Challenge. It's on our homepage at WFIL.com where you can win $5,000 for yourself and another $5,000 for a deserving national organization. It's a, a really simple and fun and helpful kind of contest. Here's how it works. Every day through the end of April, we're posting an act of kindness at WFIL.com for you to carry out. For example, let a driver merge in front of you. If you do happen to be out and about these days, that's actually not that difficult to do. A lot of less, uh, less cars on the road. Perhaps send a text to a friend just to encourage them. Or maybe post something positive about a local business on social media. Those are several on the list. Once you do one of them, whenever you get around to it, you just check the box next to it indicating that you've completed it. You'll get entries in the contest for the boxes that you check. And there are bonus entry opportunities too. If you're saying, yeah, but I've been hearing about this for a little while now. I'm probably behind or it's too late. Nope. You can actually go back and do the other ones earlier on that you missed. And it should not take you too long to get caught up. 
if you're the kind of person that likes to check in each day on the website and see what the next you know, next one is, you're welcome to do so. And again, we're doing that through the end of this month. So when you get a second, WFIL.com, click the kindness challenge button there and have at it. We are very excited to have a couple of very special guests this hour, one local and one national, so to speak. And you've heard us uh, on this program talk about the fact that John 3.16 is kind of our umbrella verse. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Both of our guests today have made that promise theirs. They've taken God at his word and put their faith in the Lord. One uh, does happen to serve locally. His name is Pastor Phil Moser with Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. And he has a series of videos called Take 20, The Final Days of Jesus. I want to commend to you. Very helpful stuff uh, all about Passion Week. And especially, as a, on a side note, considering that uh, it's kind of hard to know what day it is sometimes, this uh, video series, if nothing else, will help you remember what day it is. But much more than that, delving into these final days of Jesus and uh, looking forward to talking with Pastor Phil about that. He's a Bible teacher and loves the Word of God and loves to put it out there and uh, help you understand it. And so we're glad to have Pastor Phil join us a little later on. Uh, coming up in a few moments, uh, from a national scope of things, Carrie Vaughn, who is the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers, a wonderful program we've had on WFL for many years. You can catch it at 6 o'clock each weekday morning. Find out more about their ministry at lwf.org. Carrie has taken time out of his schedule to talk with us just because, you know, every now and again, it's a great thing to hear more about a given ministry that you hear on WFIL. It gives you extra insight into what the ministry is all about. So we have some uh, questions ready for Carrie and looking forward to having him on. Hopefully not just today, but uh, subsequently over the, the months to come. It's great to build those relationships and helps everybody, I think, as we get to know each other and know where our hearts lie and, and uh, how God's moving and all that. So we're looking forward to having Carrie on here in just a couple of moments. It's happening here on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of the Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, another WFIL app. Listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in today. Glad to bring on board right now Carrie Vaughn, the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers Ministry. You can catch that program each weekday morning at 6 on WFIL. How you doing, sir? Tim, I'm doing well. Hope you're doing great, and we thoroughly appreciate our partnership. Uh, with you guys. Yeah, it's glad to, good, good to have you on board. We had the privilege of uh, getting kind of inter- introduced late last year, and you shared some of your testimony and how you came to be part of the ministry. Um, just for folks who maybe didn't catch that broadcast, can you you know take your time but uh, share a little bit about how you came to be uh, with Love Worth Finding and your relationship with Dr. Rogers? Absolutely. You know, it was probably about 1999. I felt like the Lord was leading me to full-time ministry. I was in the corporate world, and God was blessing and we could see his hand in many things as a family and as a community. And around 1999, I felt like the Lord was opening some doors. And so I went and sat down with Dr. Rogers and some of the staff and explained what God was showing me in my quiet time. And probably two years later, the church called and said, hey, we want you to come on board and serve as a minister on staff. And I was blessed to do that and serve with Dr. Rogers around 2003, uh, was ordained by Dr. Rogers, 
And so I had that really intimate time with, with him and serving alongside him as he was the senior pastor of Bellevue Baptist Church. And then that really was the precursor, Tim, for Love Worth Finding. I received a call about nine years ago that the CEO of Love Worth Finding had retired and the board wanted me to pray about and think about stepping into that role. And I knew when I received the phone call with my admiration and appreciation for the ministry of Adrian Rogers and what I can see God doing through Love Worth Finding, you know, radio, TV, mass communications, digital communications. We are reaching a new world for Christ. It was just a great opportunity for me, and we stepped through those doors. It's been about nine years, and God has tremendously blessed so. Yeah, and the church itself, uh, to clarify, the church itself, Bellevue, has been around for over, over 100 years, right? But uh, and then, So the church ministry, because sometimes the, a radio ministry comes out of a church, and sometimes it's the other way around, or whatever what it might be, but the church had been around since the early 1900s, so there's a long-standing— Actually, the church has been around since 1903. Wow, that's, so. that's correct, and uh, <laughs> had, had two strong pastors in about 66 years. Had yeah. R.G. Lee, who pastored the church from 1927 until about 1960. And then Adrian Rogers, who was the senior pastor from 1972 until about 2005. And so, you know, you figure over 100 years, but 66 of those were two men of God that led that church in just a phenomenal fashion. And so the, the opportunity to serve alongside somebody like Adrian Rogers was a blessing for me. And also it teed up or kind of set the stage for my position here at Love Worth Finding. Yeah. Kerry Vaughn's our guest. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. You can catch that program every weekday morning at 6 on WFIL. Great way to start the day, lwf.org for more info. And one of the things we wanted to hopefully uh, over time, because life is in a lot of ways relationship, is to have a chance to check in with you every once in a while and, and, uh, and see what's happening with the ministry. And uh, now the more than ever, obviously, is a, is a different time that we're living in. Um, any just general thoughts about but personally, but also how the ministry is kind of wrapping its mind around how to serve uh, the people who listen and, and receive the ministry broadcasts and things like that? Absolutely. Well, I, I would say this. Never doubt in the darkness what God has already shown you in the light. And that's what we stand on. You know, we know there's no panic in heaven. We know God's not wringing his hands or scratching his head. And so, you know, the same God that stepped out of the boat and said, peace be still, is the same holy God we serve today. And so I think, you know, just to remind our people that, you know, we do not live by a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind and of self-control. And part of that self-control is reminding ourselves that, you know, we serve a sovereign God. And so I think just to give them a sense of encouragement, to remind them of the peace we have in Jesus Christ, and also to remind them and to encourage them that this is a time where we don't back up, let up, or slow up, but we hit the accelerator, and, and we, go, we go for God until the last days. And so we don't understand what's happening. It's not our role to understand. Matter of fact, Adrian Rogers would say this, never demand to understand, right? Mm. And, and then he would say, let's use our best resource that God has given us, and that's prayer. And so we try to really, you know, tell our people, hey, let's let's get back to the basics and the fundamentals of prayer and reading God's Word and solitude with the Father and meditating upon His Word and what He's trying to show us. And also, Dr. Rogers would share that, um, 
God will always move in his time and in his way. And our responsibility, Tim, is to focus on him and to rest in him. So to answer your question, what we want to do is come alongside our people, provide them a word from the word, provide them a timeless word, right, that will never return void, that they can use in today's times, and they can use as that shot in the arm going forward. And then also we want to serve as a prayer ministry. So we receive roughly about a 1,000 prayer requests each month, Mm. and the staff prays over those on Wednesday morning. And so we want to also be not only uh, a discipleship piece, an evangelistic piece, but we want to be the church. We want to be the prayer ministry uh, for our local community. And so we see this as a great opportunity for Love Worth Finding to be down in the trenches and to be involved with our people. Right, and the homepage is a great opportunity. It just says prayer wall, and it's kind of neat because people can submit a request there, but there's also a way if people want to pray for others, they can be involved too. That's exactly right. And I would encourage everybody to go to lwf.org. And one of the things you'll love about the website, we've given it a facelift, but if you go to the search engine, you, you type in any topic, let's say forgiveness or prayer or grace, it'll bring up every outline, every sermon, every devotional pertaining to that topic. And so now that you know our people have a little more time on their hands, if they want to study God's Word, if they want to do a deep dive into a lesson, all that's available at their fingertips at the website. And then they can also purchase products, they can make a donation, they can send in a prayer request. And then the last thing I would say is this. Go to the App Store, LWF Ministries, download the app. And they'll also have a great resource there. It's a wonderful tool. Matter of fact, there's a part of that app called From the Vault. You can go back to sermons from 1972, and we've got some special programs on the app. So just, I would just encourage our folks to take advantage of everything that we offer during this time, and let that be a comfort to you. Gary Vaughn, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. You can catch up program each weekday morning at 6 on WFIL. Take a quick break and come back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL application. Yeah, you can download that free from WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. We appreciate that very much. Don't forget, you can get the podcast of our program right on our homepage, WFIL.com, as well as wherever you get your podcasts, like Google Podcasts and Apple and iTunes and things like that, uh, Stitcher and TuneIn, I believe, as well, and Spotify. Uh, we are glad to have and are privileged uh, privilege to have Carrie Vaughn joining us today. He's the CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers uh, Radio Ministry, which you've uh, been able to hear if you've listened to the station for any length of time. You had to have heard it 6 a.m. each weekday morning. Been around for many years, and we're glad to have him on board anchoring things in the morning. LWF.org is their website, and we're talking about a number of things, including the resources available on their site. One of the tabs simply called Discover Jesus super fundamental uh, to this whole thing is this may be a time where folks are considering the Lord for the very first time, not to be taken for granted. And just a couple of videos there. Can you be sure of your salvation? Who is Jesus? Even to me, that's like the, the greatest thing you could watch in a sense, because so much pivots on who you think Jesus actually is. Right. right? And it kind of goes back to what is truth. 
Yes. And, you know, in today's society, a lot of it's postmodernism. Truth is whatever they want it to be. Hmm. But we know truth is the Word of God, and He is truth. Yeah. One of the kind of neat things, too, there, ministry resources in Spanish that's available yeah, on, that, on the Yeah, that kind of ties into <laughs> our ministry within a ministry yeah. called El Amor Que Vale, uh, EAQV, that's been around for many, many years. We yeah. have Maritza here who's been on staff with us 20-plus years. She does a tremendous job in spearheading that ministry. And so, yeah, we have a lot to offer to our people. Yeah. Last thing for you, Carrie, if you would. Uh, you know, Pastor Roger's been with the Lord for a number of years, but kind of what you were saying there a moment ago, the message, uh, I think last time we talked, you said the, the kind of the phrase you often use is profound truth simply stated. Mm-hmm. He was so laser-focused on uh, what mattered that it doesn't matter when you're hearing the sermon, what year it's from. Uh, it's really going to it's, it's gonna stick, and it's going to work. Well, a couple of things. It is profound truth, simply stated. It is a truth that is relevant to today. It is a timeless truth. But I believe Adrian sensed the Holy Spirit leading him in a way that when he would preach, it was very universal. And what I mean by that is, uh, if you were 9 or 90 years of age, you related and you understood it. You were able to connect. Also, he never used a lot of current affairs. So when you go back and listen to the sermons, there's nothing that would date it. There was nothing that was a, a current affair for that, for that situation or for that time. And so you can take that sermon and edit very little and then play it, Tim, hmm. and it is truly a word for today. And so I believe he just sensed the Holy Spirit using him in a way that uh, even though the messenger is gone, the message still rings true because the message always points to the cross. Yeah, it was just for fun, by the way. I, I don't. I never met Doctor Rogers, but as as the ministry was has grown, and you started, you mentioned earlier in our chat the different platforms and different ways the message can get out, not just strictly through radio necessarily, but the digital space and everything else. How much was Doctor Rogers kind of aware of those things versus like, all right, you guys do that. I'm I'm. My nose is in the word. <laughs> you guys take care of that. <laughs> well, he was, he was very humble. I mean, yeah. he truly was. He was he was very humble. To be so worldwide known, and I even used this term. It was my term that I used personally, but I'd say, you know, he, he's a celebrity because people would know the voice and they would know his preaching, and there was a, just a high level of respect, but he never set out to do that, right? He was just very humble, very Christ-like, and he sensed that his role was really to be a senior pastor. And so it was laity to come alongside him probably in 85, 86, and said, hey, we've got to get this message out on radio. And so in 1987, the month of October, we started Love Worth Finding, because in his mind, it was the greatest love worth finding. And that's what the title uh, became. And so, you know, it started out radio, TV, and then now you look at 2020, we're in a digital format where it's still radio and TV is our foundation. But now we're more of a mass communications ministry, and we're reaching a new audience, and we're reaching a younger audience with the same gospel message. And so I think he would be very pleased. I think he understood that the ministry was bigger than he was. And I also think he felt that the Lord would use it until his return. Last thing, Christ of Every Crisis. I noticed on the website the current download for free for folks. That sounds like it's— For free. Yeah. I mean, it's a great word for today. Matter of fact, I shared some of that with you earlier, but I, I think, again, one of the things he points out is that we, God's people, have the greatest resource of prayer. Now, that's very simplistic, but the question is, Tim, 
Are we executing prayer on a regular basis? Are we really taking this time to get before God and to become more like Him? You know, I, I know how to eat well, right? I know what what to eat, what not to eat. I, I know to follow my diet, but it takes execution and implementation to make that happen. And so I, I think He reminds us in the Christ of every crisis. You know, God's going to do what He's going to do in His own timing, but we as followers. We need to be in prayer, and we need to be in a state of prayer. Kerry Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers, heard weekday mornings at 6 on WFIL. Thank you so much for taking time, and we'll look forward to checking back with you again next, uh, a little later on in, in the summer, perhaps. Tim, look, you guys are a wonderful partner. We use that word a lot. But in times like this, in uncertain times, even in a pandemic, uh, you and the station always walk with us. And we greatly appreciate that. I greatly appreciate your friendship, and we look forward to future endeavors. Amen. Amen. It's Kerry Vaughn, CEO of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. You can catch that program every weekday morning at 6 on WFIL. And again, for more info on the ministry, it's lwf.org. Forecast calling for a kind of cloudy rest of the afternoon. Sun's coming through periodically. It's a nice day. Beautiful day, really. 73 the high, down to 52 tonight. Tomorrow, clouds and rain to start things off. May even get a thunder shower coming through. Then some sunshine in the afternoon, looks like, and a high of 61 for tomorrow. Something you may want to check out while you have a little extra time on your hands. No Safe Spaces, the number one political documentary of 2019. Actually had a 99% rating at RottenTomatoes.com, the highest of any film last year. No Safe Spaces stars Adam Carolla and talk show host Dennis Prager as they travel the country. They interview political and cultural figures on the right and left. It features Tim Allen, Van Jones, Alan Dershowitz, and a number of others as they explore the issue of free speech in America today. Ironically, you can't actually get this film on Amazon Prime or on uh, uh, Netflix. They won't They won't take it. They won't allow it. So you have to go to nosafespaces.com if you want to get this, which is kind of ironic that a film on free speech is being blocked by Hollywood. Then again, considering the content... Maybe not totally surprising as uh, Carolla and Prager reveal how America has become a dangerous place to speak your mind and share ideas, although they do it in an entertaining and powerful way. Again, more info on that, nosafespaces.com. Looking forward to having Phil Moser join us in just a few moments. He's pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. They have a, a series out called Take 20, The Final Days of Jesus. You're going to hear about very helpful during Passion Week. Also something called the Biblical Strategies Series. We're going to chat about with him as well. That's coming up next on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL is the Tim DeMoss Show, and we are very glad to bring on Pastor Phil Moser, uh, who is pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. Last time I had my facts straight, I hope they are still straight. Is that right, Pastor Phil? That's correct. It's great to be with you, too. <laughs> you do. Thank you for taking time today to connect. And um, we've known each other off and on for a few years now. And I've wanted to have you on the program, but you're a busy guy traveling the world and all kinds of things. But now as it, it, the Lord saw fit for us to come together, especially with this really cool series, Take 20, The Final Days of Jesus, a video series you put together. Share about that a little bit. If you would, we can dig into it some. I, I want this to be offered to listeners so they're aware of it during uh, Passion Week? Sure. The idea behind it became the fact that when everyone became quarantined and churches 
many of us as churches were forced to go online, um, we grew concerned that we would lose sight of the Passion Week of Christ, which is such a vital, vital part of the Christian's experience, right? And so with cantatas and, and Passion Plays not available, we took a look at taking 20 minutes a day. That's why we call it Take 20. 20 minutes a day where we look at each day of the Passion Week in, um, in a video series that we were able to put together in kind of a hurry there. And it includes biblical pictures of what's going on. So it's got some background information and it always kind of concludes with a challenge uh, that we can apply to our lives personally. I'm a context person. So this series appeals to me. I haven't watched all of them yet, but I was going through some of them so far before we started chatting. And it's, it's really helpful from a systematic standpoint. And like you said, 20 minutes a piece, it's uh, digestible. If folks want to quote unquote binge watch, they could as well. Although I guess the idea is to kind of appreciate each day as it unfolds. So if folks are listening today, it's not too late. They can catch up. I guess the first one was from Sunday, uh, Palm Sunday. Actually, we did one one before Palm Sunday to kind of right. in your context idea to kind of set the context of Jesus' ministry. I think it's helpful when you have kind of an interpretive paradigm of what's going on. Then when you come into Passion Week, it's more explainable. Like, for instance, one of the things we see in Jesus' ministry is that throughout his ministry, there were four steps that took place. Um, Jesus would claim to be the Messiah. He typically would do that, um, Tim, through tapping an Old Testament prophecy or by doing a miracle. Therefore, people would say, oh, he really is God. But they would also, when he tapped that Old Testament prophecy, he would let everybody, everybody who was Jewish know he was claiming to be the Messiah, but the Romans wouldn't care because he wasn't riding in on a white horse. Right. He would claim to be the Messiah. Then the people would um, accept him, often superficially. Then Jesus would test them, and then they would reject him. That's kind of the pattern throughout the gospel. So if you take that understanding and bring it to the Passion Week, the whole week makes a lot more sense. It's just that same interpretive paradigm happening throughout the entire life. Pastor Phil Moses, our guest, he's a pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Molica Hill, New Jersey. And we're chatting about the Take 20, the final days of Jesus videos that have been created. First one reexamines the ministry of Jesus. Second one is Palm Sunday uh, with passages from all four of the Gospels mixed in. And should note that if folks watch these videos, you're careful to include scriptures that back up each of the videos so they know where they can look for further reference. Yeah, I think when you go to the website, there's additional, kind of like a harmony of the Gospels, additional opportunities to read where it says um, for further study or further reading. So even that's a good process, just to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's passages together and kind of harmonize those. Yeah, and as, uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking and mentioned the word context earlier. It's, uh, I guess, a kind of a running joke if someone says, what day is it? And you say it's Blur's Day. Uh, kind of hard to <laughs> know what day it is sometimes, right? That's exactly uh, right. I've always said that it doesn't take much to, uh, all of us have said at some stage, that is what I said, but it's not what I meant. In other <laughs> words, all you have to do is take the rest of the context out of what someone says, and you can make them say whatever you want them to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, that's a great reminder. Well, and these videos are helpful because they, I think, can be very grounding for folks, not only remembering what day of the week it is, but of course, this very important Passion Week that we're on, uh, the third video in the series, Monday of Passion Week where Jesus takes charge of the temple mount and clears the money changers and sellers from the court of the Gentiles. Talk about that a little bit. What a, what a scene, huh? Yeah, I think most importantly in that whole discussion is that the court of the Gentiles, which is where Annas and Caiaphas had set up all of their, you know, they were the ones who were arranging the shopping mall out there. 
what we had, Tim, was that the court of the Gentiles was was set outside of the temple itself. It was meant to be a place of prayer for the nations. And uh, and that's why Jesus says you have made this a den of thieves that was a place of a house of prayer for the nations. Um, The Gentiles were supposed to come and call out to the one true living God. And the Jews were supposed to help them in that um, before they would have gone into the temple uh, area itself. Tuesday of Passion Week is video four, where Jesus begins teaching from the temple. And there's a bit of a brouhaha that uh, happens there, where, as you say on your uh, description for the video, the plot thickens. Well, it does, because he has taken back the Temple Mount. In fact, Mark, the Gospel of Mark says that he wouldn't even let anyone carry anything through the temple area. So he has done a very messianic thing on Monday when he's taken back the Temple Mount. Remember in that overall interpretive paradigm, they accepted him superficially on Palm Sunday. He is testing them on Monday. And on Tuesday, immediately, the religious leaders come and say, um, hey, we don't care for what you're doing here. And they attempt to test Jesus with what I call three quizzes. They ask him three different questions, one from the Pharisees, one from the Sadducees, one from the scribes. And Jesus answers them in such a way that that passage ends by um, the Gospels recording. No one would ask him any more questions. <laughs> like, that's, that, that means he definitely passed. You know, they weren't going to be able to trap him in any way, shape or form. Yeah, it is. A, it is an interesting line in Scripture there. Mic drop if you ever had one, I suppose. Um, yeah, a pretty strong one. Yeah, actually. Yeah. Pastor Phil Moses, our guest, he's a pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Molica Hill, New Jersey. And uh, this Take 20, the final days of Jesus video series has been just released to help folks. If you're just tuning in, if you're kind of just home and you're not able to get out, and especially what a week for this to be happening, this video series to help encourage folks and give them context for the uh, the final days of Jesus, as it's called, the fifth video, Wednesday of Passion Week, curiously enough. Uh, you mentioned it's silent in the gospel record, the, the calm before the storm. Yeah, it is. And one of the things, well, there just isn't gospel. There just isn't any information in the gospels about it. That doesn't mean that things aren't going on. Right. We know that Judas at this stage is desperately looking for a window of opportunity to betray Jesus. Bear in mind, Judas is such a critical player in the story because the religious leaders who want to get Jesus out of the way can't do that in public because the crowds love him and adore him at this stage in the week. And so they're scared to death of the crowds. It says they fear the people. So they need someone who can give access to Jesus when he's alone. And obviously the best window for that's going to be Thursday night, which is the last supper that they have together. Judas is the spy essentially looking for that window. So that's happening on Wednesday, but the gospel records are silent there. Yeah, and along those lines, uh, to kind of in, in line with that for tonight, I think it's your worship uh, leaders at Fellowship Bible Church have a, a reflective time of worship that will be live streamed from 7 to 8 tonight, I think it is. Yeah, that's correct. They can pick that up if they go out to our web, church's website, about FBC, as in about fellowshipbiblechurch.org. Um, and we just felt like you come off a of Monday and Tuesday, and it's great to say, okay, the upper room's coming, the crucifixion's coming. Easter's coming. It's a great time to just spend some time in worship and reflection. How many more videos uh, are coming then? I guess, is there one for Monday, Thursday, one for Good Friday, and it stops there? Or We did an Easter one as well. It seems like you pull the story a little short if you just end on Friday, doesn't it? Yeah. And so uh, we'll include one on Easter, which will have some uniquenesses into the Easter story. You can binge watch half of them now, but you'd have to wait until Thursday and Friday and then Easter Sunday morning for the final one to drop. Okay. And what's the best place to find those? Is it same for the church website or? 
They can, or if they just go to biblicalstrategies.com, they can download the page that has the schedule and the links to all of the videos there. Right okay. at the top, right there, biblicalstrategies.com. Very good, which which also leads to something else I want to chat with you about. If folks are just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL.com, also available on the app. Uh, Pastor Phil and I met a few years back, and he has a series of books, uh, Biblical Strategies for Overcoming Blank. And so there's pity or self-pity, there's anger, there's procrastination, which we can talk about another time. Um, <laughs> but I'm, And anxiety, uh, that one called Safe in the Storm. The books themselves are, you know, what, I guess 70, 60, 70, 80 pages, whatever. So it's very readable, um, very well put together. And maybe of the book in the series, I think you said there are six and there's a seventh one coming out in the next few months on relationships. Um, okay. That'll grow in grace. Well, um, yeah. I can, yeah. I can. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I mean, we, they're of the different topics. Maybe we could touch on that series for a moment on anxiety and just any thoughts you have on that particular biblical strategies uh, book that you put together. Sure. One of the things I learned early on as a pastor is that when people came to me with their problems, they were surprised to discover that the Bible actually talked about the problem. And nowhere is that more clear, I think, than the issue of anxiety. There's like four or five key passages that are just precious in how they articulate the how-to process of overcoming anxiety. Uh, Psalm 37, 1 Peter 5, Philippians 4, Matthew chapter 6. Those passages use the word anxiety, and they tell us how it is that we can be victorious. Um, the other thing that I noticed early on in ministry, Tim, is that most people had never, when they came to me with a problem, they weren't really into the Bible for themselves. They weren't memorizing the scripture. They weren't committed to daily reading. Um, they weren't praying daily, maybe over a meal or something, but not actively. And so it struck me that maybe what they needed was some of the how-tos there as well. So each of the books is kind of built on the same paradigm. The first 50 pages tell you what the Bible says about the issue you're struggling with. In the last 20 pages or so give you a daily Bible reading schedule, that subject, um, key verses to memorize, uh, prayer patterns taken from the scriptures in that particular topic. So they all kind of work the same way. They're meant to both instruct as well as get you in the process of growing. Pastor Phil Moser is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. Quick break, back with more in just a moment, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Pastor Phil Moser is our guest from Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, chatting about his Take 20, The Final Days of Jesus video series that gets you engaged with and in step with Passion Week. Also, a biblical strategies series that he's put together with a series of six books. I was going through the one about overcoming anxiety. Page 44, as an example, mentions that Jesus was compassionate in helping people as they were considering their anxiety and their struggle with it. Uh, and, the, and the three kind of sections there said, if your priorities are divided, focus on the eternal. If you've forgotten God's faithfulness, increase your dependence through prayer. And if you're doubting his sovereignty, review his promises. I can articulate that. You, you started this whole discussion to say you were kind of a context guy. All yeah. of those ideas are drawn from the context of Matthew 6 where Jesus talks about anxiety, where he talks about where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. 
you know, one of the great struggles with us as Americans, which the COVID crisis is kind of revealing that, I think, is that we are the nation that has so much. Our middle class has so much. The more we have, frankly, the more we have to worry about. If you didn't have a 401k plan, you wouldn't be worried right now, right? True. So one of the great reminders from that passage when Jesus says we shouldn't be anxious is that when we have so many things, we are grown to worry about that. So we need to focus more on the eternal. Um, yeah. I love the part of the passage where he says that, um, where he reminds us that we should depend upon God's faithfulness because throughout that passage, he talks about the birds of the air. He talks about, you know, flowers, the grass that you see. Everything is managed by God, yet we are the people who are most worried that God would actually take care of us. So we need to look to God's faithfulness, not our ability anymore. Phil Moses, our guest, he's pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Molica Hill, New Jersey. As you're talking there, a song. Um, are you familiar with the artist Sarah Groves, by chance? Yeah, yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, she's a Jersey girl, actually. She's been on the show a number of times, and she did a version of Great Is Thy Faithfulness. I don't know if you've heard it, but it, she changed it a bit, and it's actually called You've Always Been Faithful. And oh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a very powerful song. It uh, talks about the past and the future, so not just, you know, <laughs> not just what we're all used to, which is, I think it's my favorite hymn of all, but it also talks, you've, been, you've always been faithful, you will be again. You know, Tim, that's a great context verse, too, because great is thy faithfulness, your mercies renew every morning, is actually taken from the book of Lamentations, like a yeah. book of lament. Right. Like, You're right. like Jeremiah was saying, this is how bad my world is presently. And right in the middle of that is this beautiful diamond of a verse that says, you know, God is faithful and his mercies are new every morning. Amen. You know, uh, before I wrap up our chat together, I want to um, ask you, maybe this is backwards. I could have asked you at the beginning, but it's uh, okay. Go ahead. Well, you love the Lord a lot. And I just just how you, you know, how you came to know him in the first place and how he led you to. Uh, being a pastor and these books you're putting out, the biblical strategies books. Sure. Um, I came to know the Lord when I was a child through a, a song that we were singing in church one evening. And it was, uh, alas, and did my savior bleed and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? And I had all these questions that I asked my dad when I got home, like, um, who is the sovereign head? Why did he have to die? I thought I was a little boy. Why am I a worm? You know, and and my dad explained the gospel to me in a way that a child could understand. I believed. I realized that God needed to come to us because there was no way we were going to be able to reach for him. And so as he explained who Jesus was and how Jesus came and died on a cross for me, that story resonated with me. I believed it to be true, and I believed Jesus to be who he claimed to be. And so I put my faith in him. I wish I could say in your stories, are, you know, most people's stories are kind of the same in this regard. During high school and college, I struggled to keep my commitments to the Lord, um, and largely because I think many of us are kind of wired to be man pleasers, and so whatever my friends wanted to do, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I was challenged um, in my junior year of college by a young lady who said to me, "Listen, I hear all your plans, but how involved is God in all your plans?" And that question haunted me. Like I couldn't get away from that question for a few days, and. And so I just remember saying, Lord, whatever you want me to do, that's what I'll do. And God, in a wonderful way, kind of directed that and gave opportunities to study the word at a Bible college and sense my call to become a pastor there. A young woman who gave me that advice, incidentally, has been giving me good advice for the last 33 years. <laughs> so that was that, that was too good to be true, you know. Um, and so um, Kim was the one who gave me that advice, and she's been a delight to my heart. The book started, 
largely because I grew concerned that people didn't know what the Bible said about the issues that they struggled with and that practical theology, what the Bible says and how it articulates God in the midst of our struggle is a really, really valuable process and and something we should be giving our hearts and minds to. Phil Moser, pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, is our guest. And yeah, you can find more about these books we're talking about, biblicalstrategies.com. Just to your point there, I was going to say, I love the title because biblical is certainly important. You wouldn't want to be unbiblical strategies. But the word strategies is also uh, ends a, a real end of practicality for those who might think the Bible is more about ideas or something, or I don't, I don't know, wishes, as opposed to, no, there's, it's very real, it's very practical, it's very everyday. And, uh, yeah. you know, so the words go together well. I think, um, you know, strategy is a plan. It means that we're going to kind of lay out a plan. A biblical means we're going to base that plan on what the scriptures say. And um, I just love the fact that so much of the Bible is really, really, once we come to faith in Christ, is really helpful how to practical advice. And God gives us that as if to say, listen, I know you're going to need to grow. And here's how you grow. And, um, yeah. it's, not, it's not ethereal. It's not mystical. It's something that's, that's like right at the grassroots level for us to begin. The six books available for folks, Biblical Strategies for Overcoming Anxiety, Self-Pity, Anger, Procrastination, Growing Well, and uh, Sexual Temptation, too, which obviously is a, a, a challenge for folks who maybe are now home more often and they're at their computers and things like that too with other ways of perhaps stumbling into things they wouldn't. So uh, these are very practical books and uh, you're kind enough to mention before we hopped on the uh, air together that we can give some copies away. So we'll handle that uh, you know, through the text line or online and, and get back to you with uh, maybe some winners' names if that's good with you. That's great. We'd love to do that and love to share and in any way we can. Each of the books is kind of built up on the same paradigm too, Tim. We take a look at what God says about the issue. We take a look at what Jesus did practicing these things while he was fully God. He also lived within the intrinsic limitations of his humanity. And so he gives us a great example in how he battled these various issues through the temptation without sinning. And then we just take a look at how the Holy Spirit helps us live them out in a rather rather practical way. So they're kind of a Trinitarian form, but they're practical in in the writing. Phil Moses, our guest, he's pastor of Fellowship Bible Church in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. We began our conversation talking about the uh, video series, Take 20, The Final Days of Jesus, which uh, I guess it's going to be by the time it's all said and done, eight videos will be available, I think five so far. It would be, yeah. And they can find those videos to help kind of chronicle Passion Week at the biblicalstrategies.com site. Is that correct, too? That's correct. You'll see them right there. Can I add one other insight into Good Friday? Yeah, um, please do. Sure. So Thursday, obviously, is... Um, is the upper room discourse. And it's a wonderful reminder that when you know a little bit of background information, you begin to see what happens at the Last Supper and it doesn't look anything like uh, Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper. (laughs) That's part of the confusion, right? Like you can actually tell if you read the biblical record and place them around a triclinium table, which is what they would have been using, where certain people are sitting in the discussion. And that's really fascinating. So that's Thursday's discussion. But Friday's discussion when I always read the Gospels before, I would read those trials and they seem so wrong. They seem like like there is no representation for Jesus. Their trials are at night. Everything about them seems wrong. And a few years ago, as I was reading them, I grew fascinated by the fact that the trials were not there to be right. The trials were there to declare the innocence of Christ. 
that here are these trials that are so, uh, you know, there's six of them all together, three Jewish and three Roman ones. And yet throughout them, Pilate says over and over again, I find no guilt in this man. There's nothing in him worthy of death. It's just this great reminder that God wanted everybody to know that an innocent man was dying on the cross. And so 11 times in four gospels, you will find the innocence of Christ declared in those six trials. It's a travesty of justice, absolutely, but it sets up an innocent man on the cross who therefore, that man in his innocence and and guiltlessness can die on behalf of those who are guilty and are sinners. Amen, amen. That's great stuff. Thank you, uh, Phil, for being with us. And it must give you a lot of pleasure to be able to uh, you know, study God's word and be able to share it and point people to the uh, simple, but, you know, profound at the same time, a very focused truth, you know. Well, it's a great reminder, too. I think one of the great miracles that you see as a pastor is you just see people's lives being changed. Like, you know, I entered the ministry, I don't know, 25 or 28 years ago. And then I believe these things about God to be true. But when you see God actively work in people's lives and change them and help them break habits that they've had for years, uh, you really end up saying there's only one way this happens. It happens because God's interested in us mm. and uh, it makes it possible. So it kind of, it's kind of restores, in, increases your faith as a believer when you're pastoring and helping people get over their struggles and problems. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you for taking time to talk today, both about the Take 20, the Final Days of Jesus video series, and also the book series, Biblical Strategies, that you've put together. Six books and a seventh one you said on relationships is coming. It'll be out yeah. several in the next several months, and then another one will hit later in the year called Building the Bridge, Biblical Strategies to Restoring Relationships. So okay. there's two relationships coming, one on building stronger ones and one on restoring um, broken ones. Good stuff. Happy Easter a few days in advance. Thanks, Tim. It is so good to talk to you again. It's a blessing spending time with your brother. You too. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, take care. Pastor Phil Moser on the Tim DeMoss Show this afternoon. He's from Fellowship Bible Church in Malka Hill, New Jersey. Biblicalstrategies.com. We can get more info on the books he's written and other works he's involved with. Also, you can catch a podcast of our program here in just a bit on our homepage, WFIL.com. That'll do it for now. Looking forward to tomorrow. God bless you and have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.